What's up, guys? You're listening to the Punk Yeah Podcast, episode number five, talking all about the Batmobile of marketing. What's up, guys? You're listening to the Punk Yeah Podcast, the podcast for scrappy entrepreneurs like you that want to close more sales, make more money, and leave a bigger impact. I am your host, Ashley Burnside, serial business experimenter, boy mom of three, rebellious introvert, and the founder and lead marketing scientist of the Punk Project Email Laboratory. Each week, I'll be bringing you new episodes to help you gain clarity through bite-sized lessons straight to your eardrums in persuasion, marketing, and entrepreneurship to supercharge your business. Welcome to the rebellion, my friend. Welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about the Batmobile of marketing, aka the marketing machine, however you want to phrase this, and really just understanding this aspect of your business. So I do want to just shout out a couple of announcements before we get started today. Numero uno, I have had a lot of you guys following up, asking about the email marketing course that I'm working on. Since I had originally talked about launching in February, I did have some health issues in November that I've since dealt with, but to honor my body and my mental health, and honestly, just to live out exactly what I preach to you guys, I'll be taking it a little slower and launching instead in May of 2020. So stay tuned. I'll definitely keep you in the loop about that. Also, thanks for keeping me accountable. I fucking love you for that. Second order of business is that at the end of this month, January 2020, my Facebook community, the Moneyballer Mafia, will become a private clients and students only group. So what this means is that going forward, the only way to get access to the group is either through working with me privately or by purchasing one of my digital projects. If you want to hop in while it's free, now is the time to do so. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. So the marketing machine is basically how marketing actually functions within your business. So When we think about your business as a whole, I like to picture this really tactical, gorgeous piece of machinery, uh, like the really tricked out Batmobile, like the Christopher Nolan Batmobile. Yes, hello, I'm a boy mom, and all three of my boys are obsessed with Batman. So that's where we're going with this, the Batmobile of marketing. So let's assume that this is all-wheel drive, right? So all the wheels work together to move the business forward, move the Batmobile forward. So the front half of the car is the front end of the business. So one wheel is leads and prospecting, and the other wheel is client deliverables. You'll notice that these two departments both have to do with the clients. And really, it's about that brand awareness. It's about your brand experience, the experience for new people as you pull them in and the experience of the people that are actually in your business and they're they're working with you in a service. Um, now, we're going to switch gears here and go to the back half of your car. So the back half of this Batmobile is your business back end. One wheel is operations. The other wheel is finance. So you need all these wheels for the business to move forward. Today's episode is focusing on the first half of the car, the front end, driving those wheels towards a brand experience. Now, the client deliverables wheel is just, it's your craft. It's the actual thing you do and how you serve your clients and make a difference in their business and their lives. What we're talking about more specifically in this episode is the leads wheel. 
So the leads wheel has a few things happening. There's different parts of the wheel that connect it to the motor and the other wheel and all that jazz. I'm not a mechanic or a tire technician, so I'm going to steer clear of all the jargon. Excuse the pun. Um, so we're just going to talk just kind of roughly about this wheel. When you think about the leads wheel, you have two subcategories. You have leads and prospects. Now, I think that there's a difference between these. Some people use these terms interchangeably, and I do not. For me, leads are people that might potentially work with you. You need a way to attract these people to you and stay in contact with them to nurture them. That's marketing, people. That's what marketing does. So marketing is how you manage leads, the leads wheel. Then that second category, prospects, these people are hotter to the target of working with you. If a lead is someone that would potentially work with you, a prospect is someone that's given a verbal or metaphorical maybe. Sometimes this is actually verbal, like someone sending you a DM and saying, hey, I want to talk about how we might work together. But that maybe, quote, quote, can also come in the form of an action, like someone booking a sales call with you. They're communicating with their actions that maybe they'd like to work with you. What I want to dive into now is the different spokes of marketing that are in that leads and prospecting wheel of your business. Okay, you ready? All right, here we go. So, I'll, and I do want to make a quick note here. I did make, this was a while ago, so excuse me, but I made up a, a Prezi to visually represent what I'm talking about here. So if you want to see that, to really wrap your brain around what we're talking about here, um, you can go take a look at today's show notes for today's episode, um, and that'll be in the show notes. So that'll be at thepunkproject.org slash five. That's thepunkproject.org slash just like the number, numerical five. Alrighty, so... Three main spokes to your marketing. There's relationship marketing, organic marketing, and paid advertising. Now, you could argue that relationship marketing is a form of organic marketing, but I've chosen to keep them separate, and you'll get a sense of why as we go. Okay, so now each of these three spokes of marketing in this leads and prospecting wheel helps to fulfill one of the four pillars of marketing. Depending on who you talk to and what their background in marketing is, they might say there's more. Some some schools of thought say that there's only three. Some say that there's five or six. There are four. I'm telling you that there are four. I see them as four. So four purposes, and they are as follows. Number one, brand awareness. Number two, build authority. Number three is to generate leads. And number four is to make sales. Now, if we delve into relationship marketing, this helps us with two of these purposes. It's brand awareness and generate leads. And here's what I mean. Looking deeper into relationship marketing, this includes anything you do to establish and build relationships in your industry. So attending events and workshops, doing partnership projects and joint ventures, sales outreach and coffee chats are also a part of relationship marketing. Now, relationship marketing is, for the most part, the quickest way to get started in business. It's a short game because instead of having to build a long, lengthy relationship via internet marketing with people, which takes time and resources, you can leverage the relationships around you right now to drastically cut that time. So instead of someone finding you, following you, and maybe reaching out to book a call after like six months to a year of consistent emailing and social media posts, a person might hear of you from a business friend and one connection email and a coffee chat later, you're working together. So really shortens that time. And that's because it's not just the relationship you're leveraging. You're also leveraging the trust 
that those other parties have already established between them. When you get a referral or an introduction, that new connection, new relationship is an extension of trust sprouting out from the person that sent you that referral or connection. Now, again, most relationship marketing is quick because it's a short game because of that, because it cuts the time. Because of that, though, it also is totally not sustainable. Doing manual outreach can get exhausting. If this is all you're doing, you're probably going crazy and very likely approaching a sense of burnout. So you might be checking into paid advertising or organic marketing. Let's say you're freaked out because you have a group program you're trying to fill. Your kids are at the top of a wait list for the daycare you've been trying to get into, which is more expensive, and your water heater just broke. Like These are all things that might be piling up where you're like, holy shit, I've got to make things happen right, right now. So to say you're scrambling for cash in that scenario is an understatement. You're hustling for those connections, leveraging every aspect of relationship marketing known to entrepreneur kind, but you want to put some advertising up just to make it a little easier for yourself, right? So you're trying to just attract the low-hanging fruit on auto, you know? So now paid advertising like social media ads, retargeting, sponsorships, and pay-per-click ads can help you achieve two pillars of marketing. So we're going from relationship marketing I'm going to take you over to the paid advertising pillar here, um, or spoke, I guess, um, on this wheel. So they those that spoke achieves two of those pillars of the four pillars of marketing, which is generate leads and make sales. Fabulous, because that's what you're after in the season, right? Now, paid advertising is a bit of a chameleon, as it can be considered a short game or something that's integrated into your long game. For right now, you need it for your short game, right? If you're trying to fill that program, bring in them leads, we need it to be a short game. Now, pros and cons. This is definitely going to cost you. Going from green to launching Facebook ads without a longer strategy is going to cost you. I've seen it done successfully. It's definitely possible, but there is 100% a cost involved with that, and the cost per lead will be significantly larger. Advertising as part of a long game, however, is a different story. So partnered with your organic marketing strategies and tactics, this can super boost your visibility and therefore just the number of people you're able to come into contact with. I could spend all day talking about ads, but for the purpose of our marketing spokes overview and just this episode, let's say that you hustle your ass off and you fill your program and you pay yourself what you need, but you're fucking tired though. Like you're determined to make the next iteration of this group, group program when it opens up again better than this. And not only in the experience of the clients in the group, but also for you as the CEO and the visionary planning this whole shebang. Like, no way do you want to have to hustle this hard for the next group round. Like, if, if you have to do this again, you're not going to do it again. And so to do this better with less hustle and better results, you decide you're going to get for real with an intentional organic marketing strategy. So... So far, we've covered that relationship, that relationship marketing spoke and the paid advertising spoke. So now we're going to talk about the organic marketing spoke. So with this, the only con of organic marketing is that it is a long game. These other ones, again, the paid advertising was a bit of a chameleon. It could be either one. Um, the relationship marketing was a short game. And then this organic marketing is a long game. That's really about the only con, though. But that also happens to be one of the positives about it, too. Like, as a long game strategy, it builds on itself. And every piece of content you create, every intention you put out with organic marketing has the capacity to be repurposed and used multiple times within itself. 
definitely like some inception-y energy with organic marketing going on there. <laughs> so now organic marketing can support all four of those marketing pillars we talked about. So this can do the brand awareness, building authority, generating leads, and making sales. Now there's a few caveats, so let's get into it. Now, I separate organic marketing into two subcategories. There's content marketing and email marketing. Now, let's start with the former. Content marketing is just the creation of content you put out to attract your peeps. Content marketing like podcast, hello, like what we're doing right now, blogging, video blogging, or even regular Facebook Lives or IGTVs is a form of content marketing and serves as a way to build brand awareness and authority. You're consistently putting out content that's going to serve your people and attract them to you, right? Now, a sub-facet of content marketing is social media marketing. This is why it's imperative that you have a long-term content strategy in place before hopping to social media to solve all your problems. Great captions to pull in clients. It's the value of the content behind those captions, though, that actually attracts people to you. So if we switch gears, email marketing is the other form of organic marketing. And oddly, it's my favorite because any of the forms of all marketing from organic to relationship to paid, it's the only one, the only one that has the power to hold up all four marketing pillars. Email marketing helps you build authority, increase brand awareness, generate lead, and definitely helps you make sales. If you're wondering which one to focus on, I did make a handy little flowchart for you to help you evaluate where you should start. You can grab that in today's show notes as well, but let's chat about it before you go there because I have a very important caveat and some tough love. Because here's the thing, there comes a point where you have to stop running in circles. That will be a choice that you make. Here's what I mean. Going back to that example of having to fill a group program and hustling with the quicker, shorter game of marketing, at some point, you have to take responsibility for the direction and growth of your business and think about sustainable, long-term strategies. Of the massive amount of businesses that fail every year, I personally wonder how many of them simply got burned out or ran out of money simply because they failed to look ahead. Organic marketing, like content marketing and email marketing, are CEO-style power moves to step into sustainability and profitability. So that's my pep talk. Go check out the flowchart if you need it. Otherwise, to help you get started in mapping out your organic marketing strategy, you can check out the plethora of resources I've created to help you at this. And you can find these at thepunkproject.org slash resources. That's thepunkproject.org slash resources. I hope this helped you just kind of get a sense of not only all of the different kind of branches of business, the finances, operations, um, client work and marketing, how they all operate together, but also get really granular so you guys can see how all the different types of marketing work together. Um, that's all I have for you guys. I will catch you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was by screenshotting this episode from your phone and sharing it with me on Instagram by tagging The Punk Project. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe to this podcast and leave me a review. It really, really helps others find the show, which helps me help more people. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, Renegades.